Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Hi, I'm here with Katie McFarlane. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Thank you for asking me. Pleasure. I know Katie from Amateur Dramatics. That's how we met. Yes. How many years ago would that be? Um, oh, no, that might be about two, three years Is that ago. Right? About three years yeah. ago. Yeah. And I remember you doing your new members edition. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just remember going, oh my goodness, what so a voice. <laughs> the sweetest, most like purest voice. Oh, it, I, I genuinely do remember how beautiful it was. Like, because you're just people are just walking in, you've no idea what they're going to sound like. And thank you so, so much. <laughs> ever since that, I started the blog um, a couple of years ago, and you kindly you kind of agreed to put your information on it for your friend show that you did yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so when I started the podcast this year, I was like, Katie's on the list. I'm very happy and that you're in your lovely me. kitchen. <laughs> She's yeah. made me a coffee. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit of a questionable coffee to begin with, but it looks it looks pretty fine now. <laughs> so, Katie, my first quick so I've I've kind of hinted at music. Yes. Uh-huh. In this, but uh, more than music, in terms of what you've been up to the last couple of Yay. years. My first question would probably be to you: um, Growing up, was music important in your life? Was that something that your family were really kind of into? What was your kind of first introduction to music? Um, well, yeah, it was so important to my family and mm-hmm. to my upbringing. Just basically, my family, they're all music lovers, and my mum and dad especially. And um, I just grew up listening to my dad's CDs and um, them just kind of singing songs. And I picked them up at quite an early age. And yeah, they always just encouraged me to sing and be musical. But it was never like in a pushy way. It was mm-hmm. always... I just kind of fell into it, but they were so supportive of it just because they love music so much. And um, I kind of started, like, really taking an interest in singing when I went to... Well, I have family in North Uist, and um, I started going to a feish there, which is an event for children. They go for a week and they learn, like, instruments and do classes and Gaelic oh, songs and cool. everything. So yeah, I started there just when we were on holiday one summer, learning Gaelic song, and I fell in love with it and thought, like, I just want to do this all the time. Wow. Uh, what age would you have been then? I was about seven then, yeah. Wow, uh, goodness. Yeah. So my mum was so chuffed about that. Because, really? Yeah. So it's our family that's yeah. up there, yeah? Uh-huh, yeah. So basically my connection was... Well, my papa was a native Gaelic speaker and his mum was from North Uist and his dad was from Tyree. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, but we always just had kind of quite a big attachment to North Uist and went on holidays every year, like three times a year. My aunt and uncle live there as well. So, um, yeah, so we would, my mum was just so happy that I kind of took to that and yeah, it's almost like keeping a kind of family tradition yeah. alive. Yeah, because she was never um, fluent in Gaelic, but she always, she knew a lot, she knows a lot of it, and she always, like, 
spoke to me, said some phrases to me, and um, so I kind of knew a lot of Gaelic from her. But uh, so she was happy that I started. Amazing. Yeah. And what kind of music were your parents listening to? What were your influences? Because obviously going there on holiday, that's very you know traditional yeah, in, in the Gaelic. Uh, but then, what other influences were there as you were you know kind of growing up? Well, lots of different kind of singers. Um, my dad, I can remember like. Bruce Springsteen all the time. That's like my dad's. Yeah. <laughs> just the boss. That's dad's my dad's favourite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just always interests me because music's such a big part of my family. Yeah, right. Okay. So uh-huh. like music for me makes me think of specific moments yeah. in my life as well. Like a Sunday night getting my hair washed with my mum, <laughs> listening to like Tracy Chapman right, and yeah. um, listening to Loudon Wainwright, a bit of Michael yeah. Bolton, no judgment there. <laughs> He's the, he's the man as well. Uh, so it always fascinates me to yeah. to know what music people were listening to as uh-huh. they grew up. Well, yeah, so it was kind of a bit of that Bruce Springsteen, mm. Van Morrison. And mm. My mum, like her, I'd say her favourite style of music was always traditional Gaelic yes. song and like Karen Matheson. I remember her just always like listening to her and they, they both kind of listened to the same music as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like even I can't even think a song doesn't spring to mind, but I'll hear like a certain song and I'll just think, oh my god, just listen to that all the time. It reminds me of my childhood. So, yeah, Billy Joel as well, of course. Good, good one. (laughs) So going to that kind of would you call it a festival, like a children's festival? uh, Were you then starting to write songs, or was it mostly kind of learning instruments and learning song, kind of traditional Um, songs? Well, I wasn't really writing songs at that point. I was, but not good songs like just the kind of songs that any kind of primary school child would write yeah. like just yeah I mean I did say that I wrote songs but they weren't the best <laughs> well <laughs> the time you'll unlock those <laughs> maybe those original numbers <laughs> yeah but um no it was mainly Gaelic I mm. remember kind of always feeling like strangely more confident singing in Gaelic than singing in Ah, that's interesting. I always just felt more comfortable with it and I just think maybe just my style of singing just suits that more. Got you. Um, And so yeah, I just kind of after that I started a Gaelic choir and we went to the mod every year, which uh-huh. is like the kind of national Gaelic song competition. Okay. It's always in a different place each year, so right. Um, yeah, so we would compete there, and and I just kind of I remember going to primary school and no one like really knowing about Gaelic song, mm. but they kind of always had me singing at events and stuff just because they were like, oh, this is different. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so I enjoyed kind of taking it to like. The different. I always felt like there were kind of different parts of my life that mm-hmm. weren't really related. But then but I, there was a slight crossover yeah, there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So um. So did you take the language further then in terms of just you know not only singing in it but then learning to speak yeah, Gaelic? Uh huh. So like, kind of along with the always wanting to sing in Gaelic, my aim was always to learn Gaelic and be able to speak it fluently mm-hmm. as well. Because, I mean, I can sing a mean J-Lo Spanish song. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I can actually speak fluent Spanish. I know, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, there was always, like, kind of a part of me that was, like, quite guilty that I couldn't speak it. But, I mean, I was a child at that point, so uh-huh. I really didn't really have much opportunity. I would go to classes and stuff um, here and there. Mm-hmm. And I always 
like the way that I would know how the songs what I was singing and everything I'd always like find a translation for it and then so you knew what you were singing about yeah yeah yeah. Uh but it's just so much easier now being able to know what I'm singing and not have to read the translation or because you're just at the moment that you're learning it or singing it you just know Mm. I didn't actually start properly learning Gaelic until I went to uni when I was 16 so I did kind of first year beginners course and then into second year I was supposed to be kind of intermediate level and obviously I've done this year at Somerostic and Sky, the Gaelic mm-hmm. College where it's kind of taken my Gaelic to higher level kind of conversation wise. Yeah, so, just um, being immersed uh-huh, yeah, in it. Yeah, because uh-huh. it must be more difficult to access those conversations in day to day life when yeah. you're like looking for somebody Definitely, else. Definitely, yeah. Like, like, speak Gaelic, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like if I find someone like on a night out that speaks Gaelic, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> But only well, speaking Gaelic. Right? Like. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I've still got a lot of work to do for sure. But I think like I'm glad that I have a much better understanding and grasp of it, and that I can kind of identify myself as a Gaelic speaker, mm-hmm. whereas before I just sang in Gaelic. So yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's amazing to me that at such an early age you knew exactly what you wanted to do because I think that's <laughs> difficult for young people sometimes to navigate. Yeah. Like I've spoken about this in the podcast with other people, like knowing what you want to do. I mean, I'm not saying there there's a necessary end goal. Like I'm sure yeah. Yeah, people's end goals change all the time, yeah. but that you seem that you were pretty focused on. Like yeah. this is what I want to do. I want to be oh, immersed yeah. in this. I want to learn more. I want to do more. That uh-huh. to me is brilliant because I think it is. It can be quite difficult to know what you want to do when you grow oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> And I'm a lot older than you, Katie. <laughs> so it, obviously in you, you just felt a connection to yeah. the to the language, to the music, mm-hmm. um, and also the culture. Oh yeah, uh-huh. you know of, of traditional music as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I used to work for a traditional dance company, uh-huh. Scottish Traditions of oh, Dance okay. Trust. So it was our job to basically promote traditional Scottish dance, uh-huh. all forms, and trying to basically bring it to the mainstream, keep it keep it up there, keep it popular, because, uh-huh. you know, in schools, people are, in inverted commas, made to Kaylee dance, and I'm like, we need to keep these traditions alive, oh, and yeah. that including, you know, languages. Like, because I always just felt that culture, I don't know, it was just such a big part of my life, but I was living in Airdrie, and I was going to school in Airdrie, where no one else, mm-hmm. like, at school knew even anything about Gaelic, or... They just and they were confused as to why I wanted to do it and I don't know what I thought that I'd get from it. Mm-hmm. And but I remember just like not listening and being like, No, this is what I'm gonna do and I know I've tapped into something, guys. You just don't yeah, get it. Oh you don't, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like It was like your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like just sitting there all smug, like, oh, just like I mean there are schools in yeah. this area, I think they're probably few and far between that you know, uh-huh. offer. Gaelic yeah, is... like in Cumbernauld, yeah, there's the Gaelic school and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so happy that my niece says she's going to be going to that school. So, really? Yeah, uh-huh. so I would have loved to have done that. But And I always said to my mum, oh, like, why didn't it go to Gaelic <laughs> school? But at the same time, I'm happy the way that it's gone. And it was just kind of like seen as just a kind of alien thing. and. Mm-hmm. But I always remember thinking, oh, I don't really care. Yeah, And I always knew that after school that didn't matter and that 
I knew the route that like yeah. I could take to do it. So it's always been so important to me to keep the culture and the language alive and thriving and just like even do be a small part of that like <laughs> to do that would be amazing also to be able to encourage other people to do that as well and like be involved in it because people don't realize until they're immersed in it how special it really is and how like the kind of wealth of communities that do speak Gaelic and enjoy just the culture and mm-hmm. the traditions yeah and so um who were your influences in terms of Gaelic music as you were discovering the language and discovering that you had a real kind of passion for it um well I'd definitely say so Julie Fowlis okay um Gaelic singer she was from North East as well and um I'm distantly related to her and I always kind of knew her like through family so to me like I would always see her as an inspiration that she went and did Gaelic singing as a career and so yeah I always kind of looked up to her and Kathleen McInnes as well she's from South East and um, her voice just is one of my favourite voices like I remember hearing it hearing her on the first um, for the first time on BBC Alba and saying to my mum who is that I've never heard her and just absolutely loved her voice Mm -hmm. from the moment I heard it so um I'd say um, Julie and Kathleen really were kind of big influences and I just always listened to them and also I knew a piper and kind of comedian quite well. He was had connections to US and um, moved up in his later life to US again. So that was Norman McLean and he was always very supportive of my singing he was just basically a legend, kind of, okay. in the Gaelic world. Right. Um, but, yeah, he was just always very supportive, and if ever I'd, like, achieved something at the mod or whatever, he'd be the first to say, hmm. like, so happy for you. And so, yeah, just kind of... There's so many people that I looked up to. It's lovely yeah. to have somebody like that champion yeah. you and, like, kind of cheering you on. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, outside yeah. of, like, family and friends who yeah, are obviously uh-huh. mega supportive, uh-huh. you know, a young person that's obviously living their dream and, and following their passion yeah definitely yeah so you, you obviously you were singing other people's music uh-huh then how did you transition to then writing some of your own music um yeah so I think I remember just like one time just sitting and thinking I really really wish I could write a song I remember put, I was quite I was maybe like 13 at this point or something and I remember putting up a Facebook status saying oh I wish I could write I don't know why but I said like I wish I could write a song. To your former self when yeah. you get those memories on Facebook and you're like what did I say that for? <laughs> yeah I know so I just the things that come up with my memories it's just oh, I feel like I was a different person but um yeah and just Part of the growing up process. I'm so glad Facebook wasn't a thing when I was <laughs> your age, 13. Thank goodness. Yeah. I posted that status and then I remember someone commenting something, just saying, oh, just think of something that is really important to you and just build on that. And like he'd given me tips and it was like quite obvious, like it was something that you you would obviously be like, oh yeah, that's how you write a song. But uh-huh. for some reason, I was just like, all right, maybe I will do that. And then I wrote a song, and then I remember posting it on Facebook, and like people been like, oh that's lovely, and I was like, oh so like I can kind of do this. Like, um, <laughs> do you remember what it was called? 
It was called the corn cake calls. Um, right. So, like, a corn cake is, like, quite a kind of... It's a bird. Right. <laughs> Sorry. This is, like, an education, because I'm yeah. like, right, So, cool. it's a bird that you can find in Uist. Right. Um, yeah. Originally, I called it the gannet calls, which is, like, another bird, but, like, my, I remember singing it to my dad for the first time, and he was killing himself laughing. He was like, Katie, it's such a lovely song. He was like, but that bird has, like, such an awful, like, sound. He's <laughs> like, it really doesn't fit. So, so he was like, what about the corn cake? And I was like, well, that actually works better. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Although, uh, when you said gannet, I was thinking as in someone who eats a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> The gannet calls. I think, that, yeah. <laughs> I think that actually the phrase comes from that bird, so... Um, That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, that was the first song I wrote, and it was kind of based on Uist, obviously, mm. which is just basically my favourite thing in You're now, place like, in the world. I need to now go, because yeah. you're just, like, bigging it up so <laughs> much. I know. I'm like, this sounds amazing, this place. place. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, not biased at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was kind of based on that because at that point if someone said oh what's like the most important thing like I would be like Uist like Mm -hmm. because it was just always on my mind and um so yeah so that was the first song that I wrote and then after that I just kind of kept writing songs and like found it kind of well it's not easier but just knew how to go around it and yeah just the structuring of it or you know to kind of attack it yeah from the get-go yeah and I'd always find like sometimes I'll just be walking and like a tune will come into my head or like words and phrases and I'll have to like not down my phone or whatever it's so hard to just get a finished song because you have so many like unfinished songs and you want to finish writing that, but then you think of something else and you're like, oh, this would be a better song. And then uh-huh. you end up with, like, no songs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... So do you play an instrument? Um, well, I did play the flute all throughout high school. And, yeah, so I kind of, like, got my grade five and it was all, like, classical flute. And I really, really wanted to keep going with it. But when I left school, it was just uni kind of took over and I was so busy and... But I really, really wish that I'd kept mm-hmm. with it. And I know that everyone who stops playing an instrument says that. I do, like, secretly play, like, a bit of whistle but um, cool. as well. But I just don't really, yeah. I just don't really do it because I'm not confident with it and not confident playing in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if I'm playing for someone, I would have to be in another room. <laughs> but it's something I'd like to improve on and it's actually one of my aims to kind of get back into flute Mm -hmm. and whistle well I guess playing the flute and and getting to to grade five obviously the musicality that's involved in like understand music to then to play it that's that will have only have helped yeah uh the songwriting yeah without even realizing it Uh you know even if you're not using the flute to to write songs necessarily Mm that will have helped yeah so do you then collaborate with other musicians then when you're creating a song like how um well I just kind of like I would think of the whole song and then basically maybe sing it to someone like a guitarist or whatever mm-hmm. for them to work out the chords mm-hmm. and and then also for them to tell me as if it's a good song and if it's really not good <laughs> um so yeah but it's definitely something I would love to do more of I don't feel I do enough of it um like writing songs and 
yeah I'd like really like to do a lot mm. more yeah like when I recorded the song that I wrote for the EP I had Pablo playing guitar and he kind of worked out the chords and everything for it and then um, we got a percussionist and Evan Carson and so it's just kind of it was just kind of layered like yeah, initially yeah. I guess the trad scene yeah. is, is big but it's probably also quite small in, yeah, in, uh-huh, in ways yeah, too uh-huh, so yeah. I guess you've got to know lots of musicians yeah. and lots of different people from various backgrounds that have like you just fell in love yeah. with Gaelic uh-huh. you know music and traditional yeah. music in, in general because mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Pablo who's your partner yeah, uh-huh. so he's a musician yeah, as well uh-huh, so is, is yeah. that something he does full time like yeah yeah, yeah. full time yeah it's, it's quite handy having <laughs> that is yeah uh-huh. <laughs> well it's nice to be able to collaborate with someone that you trust yeah oh, and definitely. they'll be able to be like you say mm-hmm. honest with you if they know you oh, yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be honest <laughs> yeah. so you, you mentioned your ep tell me about that um so, which i have listened to and it's beautiful oh thank you very much it is really is. it's beautiful thanks so much um yeah so it's called kiona namara which is the cam of the sea in gaelic yeah, I just kind of, I started recording it last summer and it was actually Pablo who recorded it mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just I thought of the kind of what are the, what songs would represent kind of all of my styles the most. Barry Nourish and Tywasta is the first track and it's a Gaelic one. Um, and then the second one is a Catalan song, mm-hmm. which I learned while I was living in Barcelona so, so calma la calma de la yeah mar. yeah because yeah, uh-huh. i was like oh there's words that i understand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a tiny victory from me there <laughs> yeah uh-huh. so that one um i just well i'd learned so many catalan songs while i was in barcelona mm. that i thought like that was probably one of my favorite ones and i thought it'd be nice to put it on the ep just as something different and then um, kind of something to show for my year in Barcelona. Of course, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's... And then there's a song I've written called In This World. And the last one's uh, Gaelic Purstabil, which is, like, Gaelic mouth music, so um, kind yeah. of faster song. So, yeah. It's a lovely mix, then, very much representative of who you are. Yeah, I had say so. Yeah. yeah. Your experiences so far yeah definitely because um even the name of the ep it kind of came from obviously the catalan song which translates to the cam of the sea and how do you say it in gaelic um cuna namara cuna 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 namara namara uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. I would have maybe have got Mar as an alright, oh, so you know what that is. Yeah, uh-huh. I know because I was <laughs> it's so like, it's so interesting the similarities yeah, in some, uh-huh. some words, you know, when you're abroad you're like, Oh, I think I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um no, so that was kind of how I got the title for mm. that. But then it also like in more ways than I thought it was really fitting, like the title just because I've lived close to the sea for the past couple of years and but then throughout my life I've always been drawn to the sea and like obviously to Uist and that's kind of a big part of why I love Uist so much is the sea mm. and um so yeah all kind of worked out nicely the way everything kind yeah, of, of mixed course. together yeah and it came out in April yeah just last month so 
And you'll have gathered quite a following, I would imagine, over the years of performing and then being up in Uist and then going to Barcelona, which we can obviously talk more of. Like, uh-huh. So you'll have this gang yeah. around the uh-huh. globe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh-huh. like as small as it may be. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice to have so many connections. Um, just like I've got so many supportive people, like especially on Facebook, who... I've met even just once or twice, but I've stayed kind of listening to my music and just kind of keeping up with how I'm doing. And um, and then in Barcelona, I had this amazing group of friends who basically I went to their singing class every week and like learned Catalan songs from them. And they were all just so, so interested in our culture as well, interested in Gaelic and... Um, like really willing to learn Gaelic song as well. Lovely. And yeah, so it was just... So that came out of your um, university course then that you ended up going to Barcelona, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so part of my degree, well, my degree's in Gaelic and Spanish and um, part of that is to go abroad for a year um, to Spain. So I chose Barcelona just because I'd been on holiday a couple of times. It's and a beautiful city. Yeah, yeah, really, really love it. There was always just something special about it that I thought no I really love it here um, so I went there and yeah the I met those people I just kind of I had in my mind that I wanted to do like keep up my music in some way while I was there mm-hmm. as well because obviously it was all quite detached from what was going on here and it was difficult to keep it up mm-hmm. but um I found that group and said to them, oh, I'd love to learn some Catalan songs. And, Amazing. Um, yeah, so... It, just that sharing of culture and sharing of languages, yeah, like, uh-huh. that's just invaluable, you yeah. know, to obviously your learning, but just, like, what a life experience oh, I know. that must have been. And now, like, I have a connection with kind of musicians across in Barcelona and they can always come here and visit and I can always go there. Amazing. And so it'd be great to do, like, more collaborations in the future, hopefully, and... I did a gig there as well. Um, me and Pablo did a gig, and they loved it because it was just stuff they hadn't heard before. Mm. And um, and then we also performed like as a group all together, the Catalan singers and me, the um, Feravata, which is like a very common Gaelic song. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, so it was just it was really That's really lovely. good. That's lovely. So nice. I was so glad that I was able to find that kind of traditional music scene there as well because I wasn't Find sure. Your people. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and they happened to live like five minute walk from like the well the centre that they would meet in was mm-hmm. five minute walk from where I was staying and I hadn't picked it for that reason. I didn't know that, uh-huh, that, was that going existed. To be there, so, just yeah. meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. That's brilliant. Yeah. So talking about performing, um what has your experience been like in more recent times you know in terms of performing like have you got any anecdotal stories of because I mean as a performer I know the situations that sometimes you're like this is mental (laughs) (laughs) but okay we'll go with this because just like as a musician you know and traveling around it must just you must have visited some places and met some interesting people um well I was doing a gig uh, last month and I was introduced as Amy McFarlane. Right. Um, so, 
I was like, so they were like, Amy McFarlane and Pablo La Fuente. And then I, I got up and I was just like, oh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Amy couldn't be here. <laughs> got me instead. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like, I don't know, I suppose you just have to work with things. Like, it's kind of like a hit or a miss with me if I'm like, Good at improvising with stage chat, I'll just come out with the most random things and yeah, um, I'm partial to a bit of that as yeah. well. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just I don't know. I suppose nerves get in the way and stuff, but um, yeah, it's been kind of quiet, gig wise recently. Um, I've been obviously I've been studying at the mm-hmm. college and um, but I've had I was on the music course for the year. Um, okay. So I was getting tuition from um, an amazing Gaelic singer, Christine Primrose. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we did kind of a few gigs as like a course and as a group. And we were, people were calling us the Gaelic Spice Girls. So. <laughs> yes! I mean, yeah, I never mind the Spice Girls make a comeback. Let's get in the Gaelic Spice Girls. Yeah, so that... <laughs> What's the Gaelic like, word for Spice Girls? Um, <laughs> Well, they were saying it, Nian and Spisrach, Nian and Spisrach, so that's like Spice Girls in Gaelic. Cool. Um, yeah, so... It's alright, we could go with that. Yeah, so I think, like, someone would put up a status saying, oh, like, because for next summer, the Nian and Spisrach, like, <laughs> just as a joke, and then people have actually been trying to the Gaelic Spice Girls. <laughs> I wonder what Zig is like, ah, is in, <laughs> in <laughs> <I> Gaelic. <laughs> I need to work it out. Mm, for, you might need to translate that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And, and working with other Gaelic singers on that course then, that, that would um, obviously be quite a nice opportunity yeah. to, to work with people that are just like you, that are just trying to immerse themselves in yeah, the language. Uh, it was really good. There was like a mix of kind of, like some of them were on the degree course so they were there for four years and some of them had already done a couple of years already they were all singers um, mm-hmm. but there were three of us who singing was our main kind of instrument I obviously didn't play an instrument um, and then you come already with one built in <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> and it's so much easier to carry exactly so, um, that's why I picked it <laughs> totally <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then there were kind of, there was a guitarist and um, some of the girls played whistle and fiddle, um, so it was a nice mix and it was a nice kind of group to have because mm-hmm. I've not had much experience of playing in that sort of group and singing okay. with other Gaelic singers, so it was really, really nice. Uh, we got, we did a gig at the CCA in Glasgow, um, that was last month as well, and um yeah, it was really fun, and the next one was, well, it was a gig slash exam at the ah. college, so yeah, it was quite <laughs> well, Let's not call it an exam, <laughs> let's call it a gig, that yeah. takes the pressure off massively. <laughs> yeah, so that was like one of the scariest ones I've ever done, probably, but um, no, so it was it was good fun, um, mm. being able to keep that up, like, and have that as part of the actual grade that I'm going to get, mm. like, doing what I love and doing what I want to be doing so um no it was it was great it was really good. yeah yeah and um you were also a BBC 
finalists. Um, well, semi-finalists. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So that was when? That was in 2016, so, was that? Yeah, so in 2016, I did the BBC Radio Scotland Young Trad Musician. And I also did the BBC Radio 2 Young Folk Award. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it was an amazing experience. It right, was okay. so fun. Um, you send in an application mm-hmm. and kind of a recording of any of your kind of music. And then um, so many people get chosen. I think, well, it was 12 got chosen for the Young Trad and then you go and you do a weekend of like workshops. And, oh, cool! Yeah, That'd be amazing. Oh, it was great fun. Yeah, stay in a lodge with like the rest of the kind of people in the semi final, and then you do a concert as the kind of last okay. thing, and that's where you have kind of ten minutes to do your own thing and got you right, uh-huh, which was so nerve wracking. Can imagine. And, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. I loved it and I loved the whole performing aspect of it but it's just it's always in your mind that it's a competition mm-hmm. and I think that's definitely something I struggle with is competition mm-hmm. like all my life like competing in the mods and stuff just the nerves would be unreal yeah I used to get entered into singing competitions at school oh, right. and um, just like yeah, can't uh-huh. get the words out like I remember it just being horrendous like the minute competition yeah. is mentioned like it wasn't something I did as a dancer it was only exams we did as dance and uh-huh. your performances so singing competitions oh yeah. just used to flummox me I think just the words competition oh, yeah. for me was just like no I know yeah. I don't know it's something it's just I mean I kind of I would love to be able to get over it but it's just the thought of there being judges or something just mm-hmm. like it being so you don't think official. of an audience as, yeah. as you know our, as judges because you're just thinking of them as uh-huh. you know appreciating the music I know so yeah that's I find that quite difficult but apart from that it was great fun Mm. like I'm so glad that I did it I I actually did the semi-final again for um, Young Trad in October um, just there yeah so so you need one the list yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) I was like there she is again yeah that's awesome so it's, it's just great to be able to make connections and stuff from that as well because a lot of the people that were in it I already knew and I was friends with mm. so it's just it's a nice kind of the actual weekend is really relaxed and everything uh-huh. and, um, yeah you just don't know what that'll lead to in yeah, terms of uh-huh. opportunities for yeah. you all to keep the music alive and to be yeah. writing and producing and uh-huh. performing and all the things that you you know that's just part of your story yeah. aside from the competition element and whether you you know, who, know who's the yeah. winner and all the rest of it uh-huh. you know it's just nice to and to be recognised for uh-huh. all that effort and passion that you've put into over the years yeah definitely it's a good thing to be able to say that you've mm. done and um, it's really important that we keep traditions alive oh, so yeah, something uh-huh. like that with young people is inspiring the yeah. next generation to keep you know the bagpipes mm-hmm. going to keep fiddles you know like yeah. fiddle music traditional music gaelic speaking uh-huh. all of that is super important yeah. to our you know our culture and mm-hmm, can't let that go you know and obviously i'm a big believer in keeping scottish dance yeah. alive as well uh-huh. so just the whole culture that surrounds it is important to keep that kind of going so young people are that's who yeah, we need to be exactly. targeting so a young person seeing you are they because mm-hmm. you're, you're yeah, I'm not saying that like you're not a young person, you're very much a young person. <laughs> but like someone younger than you, like you were at school uh-huh. and going, I like this, this is my yeah. thing. And maybe not being 
in a class full of yeah. kids that are into the same thing as you but just being totally focused and like yeah. it doesn't matter if nobody else likes this exactly. I like it yeah, uh-huh. I think that's an important message because we, yeah. we live in a society where I mean we've always to a certain degree lived in a world where comparison is the yeah. thief of joy you know mm-hmm. um, what the end thing is yeah. I mean I remember liking certain music and none of my friends were in it they would all listen to what was in the charts uh-huh. and me going no but I like this yeah and that kind of pull towards like yeah not just following the crowd but it's almost like all of the kind of people you see that are doing the things that they love and that they enjoy they will have started out like people will have thought oh that's so different and Mm -hmm. that's so strange or whatever or just because they're different kind of put them down for it but where do you think you had that like where do you get that determination from and in, in that commitment that you've obviously made, yeah. you know, you've travelled the world, you're you know, you're you're going to live in US, like all these things that you've done to hone your craft, like where do you get that from? Um, well, like my mum and dad were always very much like, You do whatever you want to do. They would never ever try and influence anything in any way. It was if you kind of picked up something that you enjoyed or like you had a talent, they just kind of go with it and encourage it Brilliant. and I think also because I had such a strong connection to US and I had so many friends there and I knew that that culture was there like I knew that it existed and that it was always going to be there mm-hmm. I kind of always thought about that and thought like that gave me comfort and well this isn't being an energy isn't the be all and end all like being mm-hmm. here isn't the only thing and the people who are saying this aren't the only people that I'm going to know and meet so I don't know I just always like I'm quite determined and Mm. I always kind of go for like what I want and I don't know what else I would have done I don't Mm. know what I would have done at uni to be honest if I hadn't been doing that because you went at such a young age as well and that just shows again Uh like you went no no this is exactly what I'm going to do I'm going to do it now And like even like teachers would be like, Are you sure you want to go away and do that so early? And I'm like, Why not? Mm, no. I mean <laughs> yeah. you're very much in the right zone that uh-huh. it's just oozing from you. <laughs> <laughs> you. So what what is next for you? Because it's just all very exciting. I know, so um well obviously I'm gonna be so busy um next year, starting September I've got mm-hmm. my kind of honours year mm. so so it's going to be kind of a lot of work and I think I'll have to concentrate on that quite a lot um, and then obviously I'll, I'll be working in North East over the summer yeah you um, start very soon yeah, uh-huh, yeah. this so, is amazing I've, I've literally managed to steal the only free time that you've got so I feel very <laughs> very privileged because I know how busy you are so you're going to use for the summer yeah uh-huh. and um, it's basically a, a placement for Gaelic students so um, I'm just kind of glad that I've managed to get something through Gaelic already and um, because there's just so many opportunities with it and like I'm kind of glad that this is my first one and um, so what are you going to be getting up to um so I'll be working as an events coordinator awesome for, yeah for lots of different events throughout North East um so yeah it'll be busy but it'll be so worth it I think mm. and I think it'll be valuable experience as well anyway so and then I'll come back in September start at uni and I'll, I'm hoping to do kind of gigs maybe the end of this year start of next year for mm-hmm. um 
like the EP just after that for people to kind of yeah. come hear it live and um, yeah so just I've been finding it hard to kind of look past kind of graduating uni but definitely as long as I can have a job in Gaelic anything to do with Gaelic really I'll be happy and that I can also be keeping up music with it mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to kind of give, in, give anything up no. um, so yeah I would love to just be doing everything that I love really yeah. and um, hopefully it all I'm works sure out you, I'm <laughs> sure you will I'm sure you're obviously a very determined and very talented person so thank you very um, much what you've achieved in, in like the last I guess four years is amazing <laughs> thank you so considering much. you're at university and like doing a like a full time course <laughs> no. I can I can very much see you don't look very stressed you're, you're, you must be a swan <laughs> wait till you see me studying for exams it's because my exams are finished last week so the shoulders <laughs> drop like a good yeah. two inches after the exams are over <laughs> I was not in good form <laughs> no well I mega appreciate you doing this I wish you all the best oh thank you so much. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'll obviously put all the details on the show notes and oh, links okay. to the EP yeah. and stuff for people uh-huh. to, to hear your uh-huh. beautiful voice. Oh, thank you so much for no having pleasure. me. No <laughs> pleasure. The next round is um, called the Thingamabob round and it's just totally random questions. Okay. I've got a long list and then I just select a few for each guest. Um, you don't have to answer quickly, you can think about them, you can pause for thought or you can just say the first thing that comes into your head, whatever you okay. want. So I've highlighted a few for you. Is it roasted cheese or toasted cheese? Toasted oh, cheese. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> it's yours, no. Oh, right. Is that an Airdrie thing or is that a US thing? <laughs> I don't actually know. It's definitely my mum and dad say that. Right. Toasted, toasted cheese. cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you have a tea roasted I feel cheese? Like, I feel like sometimes my dad might say roasted cheese. I think mm. my mum says toasted cheese and I've always just said toasted cheese. <laughs> I don't know You're going to need to listen out for that the next <laughs> yeah. time you say it. You'll be like, mm. <laughs> no, maybe you don't say that at all and I just seem different. <laughs> well, I've had all sorts of like toast and cheese. I'm like, oh, no. Now you're no. breaking any other territories here. <laughs> That's something different. Maybe we're like, is it a toasty? I'm like, no. <laughs> um, pick this one out for you. What is the best sound ever? Oh, that would have to be the sea. <laughs> Amazing. I would have to say that. Because <laughs> I always heard the sea from my window at Sobmorothic and it would put me to sleep at night. Oh, wow. What a soundtrack yeah. to go to sleep to. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you a night in or a night out person? Right, okay. I would say I'm a night in person. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah. I would, like, I probably was a night out person for like a couple of years mm-hmm. but I just love a night in and a cup of tea and nice yeah. mm-hmm. I film <laughs> I think I know what the answer is going to be but I'm just going to ask you anyway your favourite view my favourite view um, well if I'm being specific mm-hmm. oh well can I say two of course you can so in Newest there's like this beach called Hosta Beach Hosta, um, okay. and it's just gorgeous it's just my favourite beach mm-hmm. and the view kind of looking down to it from the grass is just amazing and then I'd also say the view from behind my aunt and uncle's house 
um, with there's like an old ruin of like an old university. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it's like called the Trinity Temple, and then there's the water and everything. So yeah, that's definitely two of my Perfect. favorite Perfect, yeah. lovely. Favorite childhood meal? Macaroni, um, but I never ever like the only macaroni I liked was when my mum or my gran cooked it. Right. So I literally, I couldn't eat macaroni in a restaurant. Like, it was my least favourite meal in a restaurant. Wow. But it was my very favourite meal at home. Oh. And I used to call it house-a-roni. So... <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd only ever eat that. I love it. house Yeah. And what was so different about their macaroni? No. So it was like macaroni cheese? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was just... You just knew the difference? Yeah, I did. Like, like, since I was, like, a baby, I loved it. But I just, like, I'd get it in a restaurant and I'd be so disappointed. I couldn't This is not house or (laughs) only. So, um, yeah, house or That might have actually been the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What makes you cringe? Oh. Oh, that's difficult. That's a really difficult one. I know. It's one of these things that's on the spot and then I'll probably leave and then I'll, like tomorrow yeah. or something something will happen and then you'll be like what makes me cringe I don't know probably like listening to the sound of my own voice which is going to be great when I listen to this podcast I have the power in editing where I can edit me out which is lovely unfortunately I can't edit you no. out because you are the focus of this podcast Casey so sorry okay. you're in it you've got a lovely speaking voice thank you I've also yeah. got a bit of like or hay fever so. me too what would be your mastermind specialist subject oh what are you an expert in obviously Gaelic yeah, <laughs> but is there something else that you're really into I don't feel like I'm really an expert in anything maybe like friends nice yeah uh-huh. yeah but then it's still like I still feel like I'd get a lot wrong in any mastermind <laughs> quiz <laughs> Cool, mm-hmm. I like that. And lastly, I ask everyone this. Okay. And actually, I'm going to ask you, you're the only person that I'm going to ask this question twice to. Right. So the question is, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? And then I'm going to ask you, what is your favourite Gaelic right. word or phrase? Okay. And you're the only person I've been able to ask this to, so this is exciting. Oh, right, what's my favourite Scottish word or phrase? That's difficult. <laughs> um, but it doesn't necessarily need to be one that you use. It's just one that you like the sound of or makes you laugh or makes you think of somebody. I know this is so boring, but like just... I was thinking about the word we and how it just... Like, I don't understand how people can't use it. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that you have to use it for. <laughs> I don't know. I just say we all the time. Okay. Yeah, it's quite boring. But, That's not. But I'd say... It's one of those ones. It's probably one, one of the most commonly most, yeah, used ones, uh-huh, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's uh-huh. probably most but people's favourite. I was just thinking about it, like... It's just in, like, everyday vocabulary mm-hmm. in Scotland and... Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like we. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what would be your favourite Gaelic word or phrase? Um, you can tell us the reason why, if you wish. I've always really liked the word. It's quite like a depressing word, like, but Keanulus, which is Keanulus. like... Um, I did think of Keanu Reeves when you said oh, that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was like... 
that's where my brain went. Say <laughs> it again. Think of that. Kianalus. Kianalus. Which means like homesickness. Ah. Uh huh. Kind of, but like it's kind of stronger than homesickness. It's like difficult to. It basically, as homesickness. Mm-hmm. But I always remember just seeing it in songs. Aww. And just like it was one, like when I was young as well, it was just one of the words that I always remembered what it meant. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'd say that's my favourite Gaelic word. Yeah. Kionis. Mm-hmm. Today's like a school day for me. Every day's a school day. <laughs> like learning new words. You'll like to go and learn Gaelic. I, do, I know. Like, <laughs> the fact that you speak Spanish as well blows my mind. <laughs> but anyway. I don't know if I do now. I just speak a mix of Gaelic and Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> And if you were to translate the bra and the brave mm-hmm. into Gaelic, how how best oh, could you say Gaelic. that? Ooh, this is difficult. Making you work. Nobody else has I had so many difficult questions. Dunya boyach is blatted. Like mm. strong and beautiful people, oh, nice. maybe. Lovely. I don't know. If, yeah. I like that. Wait, I'm gonna see if I'm saying this right. I'd say doing your boyach is latched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's lovely. It just it's just like a lovely sounding language. Yeah. It's really gentle. I love how you. I can see how much you're trying to get this right. I'm I like, know. It's pure pure <laughs> in the spot, and you're like. I really want to nail this. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. I feel like it's the most pressure I've put anybody under in a podcast. It's usually not this stressful, sort of. No. As if you've not got anything else to worry about. <laughs> no, yeah, I, right. I think that's the best translation I can do for now. I love it. I love it. It's perfect. You could have said anything. I would have just been like, yes. Because I don't know what it means. Gorgeous. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you so much for doing this. Thank I wish you, so you all the best. <laughs> You're an absolute star. And um, yeah, thank you for joining the Bro Brave clan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so happy to be a part of it. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bro and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.